Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank. Hello. Welcome back. We are in May. The month of Infinity War. That's really Infinity all. Drag, as Kid Fury calls it. Yeah. Dying. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't even know if we can really talk a lot about it because mm, no, I feel like we still it. can't. Yeah. I just, that's all I really want to talk about right now. But it's only been in text messages because, like, I can't talk about it on any public forums. Um, but I have so many words, but I guess. I, you won't hear them for another few months. All I have, need is to Google the taxidermy fox, and that was me leaving the theater. So if you look that up, I'll put a link in the show notes. I send it to Melissa soon after. I've been like, watching Thor a lot, though, like just to think of happier times. Um, so John and I come home, and we're like, let's watch Thor. Mm, <laughs> like hold each other? Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a great movie, by the oh, way. Lord. Great soundtrack. Um but yeah, Black so, Panther comes out today. On yes, on digital and streaming. So I'm buying that right now. And then next week it'll be on if you want to physically touch it. I'm gonna DVD. just do all the things, kind of like when it was in theaters. And I, well, I mean, it yeah. still is. But when it was first in theaters, and I was like, I'm just gonna go all the time and not see any other movies. Uh, so it's also funny because John and I are like excited about Redbox right now. Because when Black Theater was, like, first in the theaters, we didn't see anything else. Like, we just kept going right. back and seeing Black Panther over and over so and now over. You have, like, so now we're, like, all the movies that we don't even know it was out during that time. Go watch The Greatest Showman. That's yeah, like, we didn't even see it. So like, that's the only one that I, I tell people to watch. Yeah, I have I a friend. I else I have like, a friend that owns it, so I'm, like, he, yeah, or he just recently bought it. So now. I'm, like, okay, I'm going to watch, like, the things that, because people kept being, like, oh, do you want to go? And, like. John and I would even say, oh, we're going to see something different this time. Yeah, yeah. And then we get there, yeah. and we're like, now nah, we got to see it again. we got to see it again. So uh, we'll have a lot to catch up on. Um, but, yeah, I just want to remind y'all we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. Uh, Twitter, we're at Heart Hustle Pod. Facebook and Instagram, Heart Hustle Podcast. And you can use the hashtag BossSoHard. Which you can follow on Instagram. Yes. So do that. And Find us on pictures. the interwebs. Let us know what you're working on so we can buy your products and support you and uplift you, especially if you're a black-owned business. And if you would like to be at the podcast a few months from now, we uh, are opening up our summer booking. Um, so, you know, shoot us an email or if you have someone who you think would be a good fit, uh, have them shoot us an email or shoot one for them. Um, we're not looking for anything in particular, but one thing I would say is that if you don't do exactly what lots of other people have done that are on the podcast already, then we will be especially interested. Yeah. We'll be more likely to book. And that's just because we like to give people a variety of content rather than, you know, having people that do the exact same jobs over and over and over. So, Word of the lies to anybody in general. When you email people, if you email them again three days after, asking them what you think or following up, I'm not going to reply back. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm you not know, doing it. I, I feel like I've gotten that a lot lately. Like, not just obviously with the podcast, but just like in general. Like, people that aren't like clients, right? No, it's just people but asking just like for other stuff. people. You're asking me for something. And it's like, you know, they email me, like, let's say on Monday, and then Wednesday morning, I'm getting, I'm like, whoa, Sis, like, I, no, like, I have a life. 
Especially depending on the type of weekend you had. Like, if you had a busy, busy weekend, then you come in Monday and you're like, I got a lot to get done that's for right. clients. That was my so, Monday yesterday. That's we interesting. Had a crazy weekend. We just yeah. had a crazy week coming back on a Wednesday, really. So we had a half week last week. And so Monday was my hunger down time. So if I have not emailed you in three days, I'm not going to respond. Relax. Like, I'm just, genuinely just not going <laughs> to respond. Relax. I'm just going to go into, like, inbox hell. And that's where people go. I've had a guy actually email, like, several times because I never responded. And then the final email, he was like, I guess you're not interested, but in case you are. And I'm like, no, uh, I'm not interested. And I get, I like, these emails you. all the time that are from people that are like, hey, I read this blog post that you did. And it's a blog me, post right. from, like, years ago, right? Like, from, like, four yeah. years ago. And they're like, I see that you linked to this article. Right. Yeah. But instead, why don't you link to my article? Mm-hmm. Because it's really a lot better it's and so here's crazy. why. And I'm like, okay, like charismatic concepts is not my main source of income all the time um so and i like i'm not gonna just spend all like it doesn't make sense to spend like billable hours like trying to go they're not billable because i'd be spending them like going in and changing links and honestly like i obviously liked the first link that i chose so like what like why would i choose choose a different it's just a very interesting but I will say... I like, can't imagine going in and reading an article and being like, hey, you know what? They linked to this, but I wrote about that as too, so I'm going to just write to them and say, hey, get rid of that other link to that other person. Mine is better. Like, it's just very odd. And those are the pushiest people. Like, they always write back to you, yeah, like, two days later, times. and they're like, hey, are you interested? Hey, And I'm like, uh, no. clearly, no. Like, I will I don't say want... it's funny because I the blog... Like, the email address that's on Studio 404 is hello at studio404.com. I got a new phone... November, December, I think it was December, early December, because the other one just stopped working, and this one is a POS too, but I just <laughs> have to keep it until I get another phone. Um, to, I just resonate with the fact that we're going to pay a lot of money to get new phones. Like, yeah. I just, I'm not there yet, so. Yeah, same. I it's buy, always I like. like uh... flights in the meanwhile, other than getting a new phone. Yeah. So I like, um, had a DM on Twitter, and somebody, which was a bit, like, it's a big deal, and they were like, hey, I emailed you about this opportunity, da, 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 and I was like, I went through all my inboxes and I was like, this person could not have emailed me. They couldn't email me. And I was like, uh, just to be like the dumb person that I am. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, just checking all my inboxes. Make sure you didn't go to spam, which email did you send it to? And she was like, hello, it's tier4.com. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep. Like, and so when I added to my phone, there are 79 unread emails. Ooh. Luckily, that was the only one that was like a paid opportunity. Yeah. It was a big deal. And she had, you know, followed up on Twitter because she, it was probably odd for her to hear from me on Twitter, going back and forth in conversation, yeah. but not getting back to her email. So it was like, don't be like me. Put all your emails. I know. Your I've been trying to condense them all down to just two because of right. issues like that. So I'm a mess. But just I getting can't them down them to two. But it's. I can't do it because it, it just I, I have like to mix money because the blog I wasn't making money from it. Yeah, so it was, that was where influencer went mm-hmm. to be honest, and that's yeah. where little like those things. But I wasn't making money from the blog, so nobody emailed me there. So I, I went to, from six to three. I have like nine email addresses. So I have <laughs> like right now, like I have like the one for seven twenty five creative, which they all go to the same right. one, and I only check one. Um, and then I have one for charismatic concepts, which really I feel like I, I, I've always used for photography and I use for like right. business and stuff too, but I'm trying to also just use, uh, charisma.okeefe at Gmail just because it's like, it's just simple. And I used to be very on this podcast is if people would not email you, um, but it's like, I used to be very against like the idea of not, I was like, Oh, I don't want to like use my Gmail for like business stuff because I want 
it to be like the blah 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 dot com. Yeah. And I think that back in the day that was a really a thing where like if somebody saw you using a Gmail instead of whatever, they would be like, Oh, she's not with professional or whatever. But I feel like for whatever reason that kind of reasoning it's has kind of, of changed, changed and relaxed a bit. Don't wanna pay for email management. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. It's, it's so it's it like is. for seven twenty five, I would never like that has to be on that. But yeah. like if somebody wants to like, you know, book a session or like partner on something like i'm okay with them using my gmail because it's yeah. gmail's just so organized i mean we have google apps or g suite or whatever yeah it's called now for um all of our emails which is why there's nine because it, it just is um, yeah but not all the emails are for me some of them are for different organizations some of them like i manage a lot of inboxes so there's I'm not. Like a I'm not a service at Sevenality. Um, we yeah. have accounting one that you know. God bless the accountant that will get it. We'll get emails from people talking about they want to pay us through Cash Me, which will never happen. <laughs> There's so many weird. Uh, yeah, but just put all your emails on your phone when you get a new phone. Otherwise, you're gonna be like me. You're gonna be lost in the sauce, hot mess. Yeah, missing out. Probably an opportunity. My mom has to get a new email address all the time because she forgets her password. Nope. I wish it was that oh, simple. She just signs up to like yep. so many things. Yeah. She signs up to a whole bunch of stuff and then ends up getting like hundreds of emails a day. They're about absolutely like nothing. She's like, and then she's <laughs> like, then she'll be like, Charisma, I don't understand. And then she'll like ask me and my brothers all the same exact questions and we all give her the same exact answers. And like, this is her third email address like in a few like right. years. And like, she doesn't like work in a job that requires email so it's not like work related at all it's just she signs up for like nonsense and then all these things and then i'm like i'm not going through all that like you have like five thousand emails yeah. like i'm not going through and like because she doesn't know how to go through and like unsubscribe and it's, it's just too much and it's, it's like nice. it's not worth it it's not you don't need it for work so well, just get a new are, email like, unrolled on me but what you don't understand about unrolled on me is that it, when it's that bad it it's can't just, save it because yeah it's too much we'll have to pay for unrolled on me basically mm-hmm. to go through and it would be easier just to get a new email address yeah so. if you don't if like because in her case where it's not like exactly. needed She's for work and like nobody right. really you know like all her friends contact her on facebook because they're all like in their 50s so that's what they do <laughs> but anyway so we're gonna do a q a episode today we thought we'd just keep it light after infinity war <laughs> You know, that's you know? excuse for all, like, related <laughs> issues. But let me tell you, uh, I was a gay man, and he had his gauntlet, and it ruined my life, so I can't do my work now. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we just thought it's it's been a while. We haven't done um, Q&A at the end of all of our episodes in a while, so we figured so we, we would just do. Guests. Yeah, we've had guests that have, like, you know, we don't, like, we like the podcast to be long, but we don't want it to be, like, yeah. too long. So if somebody really just knocks it out of the park, then afterwards we're not going to Followed up with our questions because we're I think like our longest episode was like an hour forty-five, and even then I was like, "Ooh, I should probably edit this down." But it was so good, I was like, "Yeah, exactly." Like, it's <laughs> like if, if all that content that they're sharing is so great, Sorry. we really don't want to, you know, take that away from you. But we don't want to like add well, anything sure that you don't need at the moment. Skip through our intro, which are not wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. <laughs> I like. I want to have like a cool rapping intro, like last name basis. But I, I don't know who would do the rap. I would write it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not going to wrap it. Yeah, would you wrap it? No. Okay. Oh, that guy who did theirs. I know. Does, would would David rap for us? No, I don't know. No, John would probably be too eager to do yeah, it, and I'm just he, not going to offer it to him. All right. There. So question number one. When is it time to have a site built for my idea? It's a good question. Well, 
site built is a very interesting turn of phrase to me because have a site built and building a site are two different things. Mm-hmm. The DIY aspect, I think, to like having a site, like me building my own site or having paying someone to build a site. Mm-hmm. To me, that the answer to that is whenever you're ready to pay for it. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's the generally the yeah. idea. So I think people sometimes are like, oh, I need a website or that's the first thing I need, blah, blah, blah. But they're not ready to mm-hmm. put the money into what is required. And so I'm not just based on things like hosting and yeah. domain names. I have people all the time, they're like, I'm ready to get a site. And I'm like, okay, so domain and hosting is this much. And it's usually like, what, $30 a year, maybe total. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, that's really expensive. And da, da, da. And it's like, okay, well, if you can't afford that, you're not ready to have a site based on the internet. And then they go to something free. Three ninety nine, and it's free because it's bad for your whatever. But then they do that, and like, well, I got a site anyway, and it was free, and it's like, okay, well, good for you. But my my answer to that generally is whenever you're ready to pay for it. Yeah, I would say, for me, um, there's a lot of times, and because I'm like an idea queen, right? <laughs> and I love ideas, and I love the like, I love like the beginnings of a new business, like I love the branding at the beginning, like I love all that stuff at the beginning. Like it's just like it's like my mom how she's obsessed with like babies, but like once you're a kid, she's like whatever. That's how I am with businesses. <laughs> I tried to explain that to her. I'm like I just love a brand new business. Like it's just like that new business smell, right? So for me, um, I will buy a domain name if I have a really good idea. And it's not something that I think I need, like, to patent or anything. Like, I'll just, okay, I don't need a patent. I'll just, you know, grab the domain name if I think it's a good name. And that's because they're, like, what, $11 or something, $12, something like that, just depending on. I don't pay for, like, if I see one that's, like, $100 because of whatever reason, I'm like, no thanks. Um, But normally, typically, you can get them for, like, $11, $11.99. So I'll go ahead and get a domain name, and I will sit on that idea until... A, for me, for me personally, honestly, it's, I don't have the time to do it all. I wish I did. There's a lot of things that I really wish I was doing more often that I just simply can't make the time to do. So what I've been trying to do is find the right people to partner with to make that idea a reality. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a position where you're like, okay, I only have like one main thing I'm doing and I have the time to do it, um, then really just flesh out that idea. And if that idea seems like something that you're ready to take the steps to carry out, then if you can afford the site, then go ahead and and jump. Um, But again, like the site, I feel like a lot of people just think of this site as like a magical thing that like as soon as you pay money, it's like done. It's like you need to think about, okay, so for the site, yeah, like what's the content going to be? Are you going to have a copywriter? Are you going to write it? Where are the images going to come from? So when you start to have these ideas and you can answer those things, you know, where's the site content coming from? Who is writing the site and, and where those, what where the, the images main, and, and all that stuff coming from? Be... Yeah, that's that's when I think you really should go ahead and go forward with it. And when you have a clear vision of, of what the idea is. Because, again, it doesn't have to be a business. Um, so it might be something that you don't necessarily need, like, a business plan for or whatever. But you should have some sort of plan so that you're not just ending up paying for a site that you aren't going to use. Basically. So have a money, have a plan and then get your site built. Yeah. Do those things first. Yeah. And it, it is interesting that they said, when is the time to have a site built? Yeah, instead like, of... That means you're paying someone else to do yeah. that. And you must. Now, as far as like, um, if you're doing the site yourself, I would say almost all those things still stand, yeah, obviously, still except for having the money, money, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, and that's though. the thing is people don't realize like how 
much work it is, especially when you don't know what you're doing right. and how long and time consuming and frustrating it is. I had a friend that was building a site for a nonprofit. She's never built a site before. And she wanted my help. And I was like, okay. So I like walked her through the process. I didn't like do everything, but like I, I told her like, okay, now you need to go collect this. Now you need to go collect that. Now you need to do this. Now you need to do that. And it was a long and tedious process for her. Um, but yeah, so you need to like know that going in and kind of gather some of that information and make sure it's worth it. That's, that's all. That's, that's my two cents. God bless you. Yes. (laughs) So how do I get great branding on a budget? Um, so I think with branding, if I'm being honest, I think with branding, it's really, to me, it is really, and the reason I got into it is because I think it's a really a, a, you pay for what you get for type of thing. Um, I think that you can get branding on a budget that can be good, but I think that if you want branding that is like good for now, you can get decent branding on a budget. But if you want branding that's going to last you throughout the test of time, it's, it's going to be not fully budget friendly. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, like whoever invented the Coca-Cola logo or whatever, like these, these logos that we see for time after time after time, and then are just like updated and they, we know what they look like. You know what I mean? That's, that's to me like the mark of a really great brand is like, you can think of a certain thing and that imagery automatically starts like loading in your mind without actually having to see what the brand is because you know it so well. So you're not going to get that for a hundred dollars on whatever the market blah 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 cheap market logo dot com you know what i mean like you're not i don't know what it's called but you know what is that one called that everybody fiverr (laughs) cheap market logo i like cheap market logo i think that's more realistic but yeah i mean i feel like you know I've seen a lot, I see a lot of people and they go and they start out and they're like, I need a logo. And, you know, sometimes they'll come to me or somebody else that I work like that works in my field that is great. And they'll be like, that's too much money. And we're like, okay, great. I understand, you know, like best of luck. And then I'll see them go buy a, like a cheap logo or whatever. And then a year down the road, maybe even less, once they start making money, they end up changing it because they realize it's not going as well as what they originally had intended. Um, so I do, most of my clients are either brand new or they are clients that are coming in for a major overhaul rebrand because what they, the direction they went in the beginning was not at all what they really wanted to do. And they went like the cheap route and then they need something completely different. That's like my target client to be honest. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that, you can, no. I think the answer for me is no. You cannot get great branding on a budget. I mean, like, not cheap, cheap. Like, there are definitely, I think, people that work in a, a ver- like, a various, uh, you know, incomes. Like, you can definitely get it for prices that are decent, but it's not going to be, like, cheap. And it's, it's not something that should be cheap. Not everything needs to be cheap, you know? Like, you wouldn't be, like where can I find the super cheap champagne? You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, right. where can I find the super cheap Four Locos? Well, it doesn't matter because all that champagne better come from France because it's only champagne if it comes from champagne in France. Exactly. That <laughs> is true. And that Otherwise, makes it sparkling wine. even more expensive. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, do you want to drink champagne or do you want to drink Four loco? But, I mean, if you're just looking to get a little buzz, then it, <laughs> I, like I guess it doesn't matter. The people drinking Four loco or the people who are drinking champagne are the same people. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just imagining like, like a wedding where they yeah. have like they're like we couldn't afford champagne yeah. and they get cans of like, loco. Here's four loco in, instead. Like, you know what it. I'm saying? Like I guess either one if you're looking to be buzzed or relaxed. I don't know. I've never had four loco. I'm, like, I'm assuming. Think, I don't think does that's it? What four loco does. does it's I don't an know. Energy it, drink. Is it? But it has well, it had alcohol, and I don't think they they had to take the alcohol out because it was. Mm. I think now everybody knows that I, a don't drink energy drinks and d, b don't drink like things that, like I, like alcohol from cans. Like, <laughs> I'm dead. Dead. Like, do you have anything to add on I'm this like, what topic? Is the whole topic. What are we talking about? Just imagine somebody taking like monster. <laughs> I've never had an energy drink before, by no, the way. Oh, my God. You're not missing anything. It's disgusting. Um, Jesus. You took me out. First of all, the word budget drives me bananas because a budget doesn't mean cheap. If you're cheap, then just say you're cheap. Saying yes. budget-friendly drives me bananas because of some people's budget. Everything is a budget, yeah. It's like, a million dollars. So that I like. I have a budget for, like, you know, my life, as most right. of us do. And I wouldn't call it budget friendly. I wish it was more like quote unquote right. budget friendly, but it's not. Like if you're some people's just don't use the word budget. Like that drives me bananas because that's just supposed to be the interchangeable for cheap. For and just cheap, say yeah. you're cheap. You're cheap. It's fine. How some do we people, get great branding for cheap? cheap. Mm, mm. It's not um, branding. First of all, encompasses a lot of different things, and I don't think people understand that people are so caught up on the visual aspects of it, and that's a large part of you that's your identity mark your identity design has so much to do with it but it's also into your messaging it's in your tone and so if you want all those elements usually number one you need to pay more than one person because a lot of times a lot of people have to do like you have your copywriters you have your designers you have your illustrators who may be that's why i think there's such a huge difference between like an agency and just a designer designer. Mm -hmm. like there's so many different people who do different things so it depends on what you want first of all if you want somebody who can do something that is high end or looks high end or high quality for a little amount of money when i say a little amount of money to me that's saying five thousand dollars that is a little bit of money if you want a whole package for branding mm-hmm. just because it is expensive. It is time, it, you know, um, Rory, Rory, Rourke, Rocky Rourke just did an article on illustration, how much does illustration cost? And I'm going to put it um, in the show notes because he was saying, you know, people always ask how much does illustration cost? They want to put them on a landing page. All these cool, fun, funky illustrations like Slack has them on their landing pages. All these SaaS companies are doing them. And he was saying, you know, for like a cheap, you know, the illustrator, it costs a hundred to five hundred per illustration. He's like, if you ask me, it's fifteen hundred to five thousand per illustration. So it just getting what you paid for, you have to understand that you need to find someone with the level of experience. And if an illustration of itself costs a thousand, a hundred to five hundred per illustration for a cheap illustrator, imagine getting an illustrator to illustrate all these design elements that you see. All the way, all over the internet. Because I think people see all these things and they're like, so awesome. Like, usually it's just clip art or something mm-hmm. that they bought from Creative Market that they yep. didn't license and they're selling and repackaging you. Also, another person that has a really good article is um, Angela, and I'm not going to butcher her last name, but she is a Saffron Avenue. She just redid her site um, and she has like information about her packaging and her pricing for uh, type lettering design. She does different calligraphy and she also does branding design and websites and everything. And she does a really good job of explaining why she charges what she charges. And I think her package starts at fifty seven hundred for branding. I think so. Um, it's not cheap. 
that's what I'm, my point is it's not cheap if you want to diy go for it even if you diy licensing a typeface for the purposes of commercial purposes or having it as your logo or your identity mark is still mm-hmm. usually 500 dollars starting minimum so i think people really need to understand that it's not cheap to get and like going into branding. business isn't cheap no it's, it's not. not like so i think that like you know i i what you spend at the beginning or what you can spend it like when you're talking about like your branding and and that sort of thing is really to me small in comparison to the other stuff right. that you might have to set up your so accent so you need to have an accountant on staff you need to have someone to, at least even if you just hire a cpa she's going to take a percentage or he's going to take a percentage of how much it is to file your taxes or whatever they're going to charge you a rate that's still to me more expensive than it is to just kind of start up so to speak yeah and like if you have like you know a product then yeah your your samples for that and your stuff for that like if you have a location like renting that building or like all that stuff is really expensive and it's interesting because i've seen people i've seen somebody start a gym and like i mean like they had to they bought a building they remodeled the entire building because the building used to be a completely different type of structure it wasn't a gym and added showers and like all that stuff added multiple rooms and um you know still didn't want to pay for like bought all the equipment for the gym which is is not cheap you know and still thought like branding was too expensive and i'm like in the grand scheme of things like that's like one of your cheaper things that you're investing like i don't Um, and without it you can't like you could build the brand of the gym without even have like the gym even existing like if you started and and had the branding done first you could start that that interest and get people excited about the gym ahead of time. But then if you build a gym and no one comes because you didn't brand it, like nobody knows what it is or what it's about. um, Especially if you're a gym owner and you would talk about gym branding, Barbell Brigade just rebranded. They've always had a really good brand in their streetwear company and a a powerlifting gym in Los Angeles. But they did a whole like uh, post and video about why they redid their brand and they have three or four different dimensions within their brand so they redesigned the logo and have all these classic elements and these new ones and these real styles and they applied it to all their products and to the gym itself they have custom um dumbbells that have the logo on them which i would go like as a person who's into instagram or you know Mm -hmm. the instagram that's the reason why people go to fitness now because they put it on instagram they put it on social media you can't anytime i'm on a powerlifting gym i know where someone is at barbell because i see that giant skull with the two barbells coming out the back i'm like okay this person's at barbell they don't even have to post the location you just know because now to me the icon the logo has been iconic and that's how it stands out to me amongst other lifting gyms that are not, you know, especially since considering it's one location. Yeah. One small ass yeah. gym in um, Los Angeles. So I just think people, I'll put a link to that too, um, just because I think people don't want to read and research about why branding costs so much and why it is what it is. If you want to get good branding on a budget, then you need to hire someone or trade services or give someone equity in your company. Mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. It's inexpensive now, it does cost later, but I think having an equity trait is a fair thing to do if you want to have really good looking branding or packaging design or whatever that may be for your brand and your company in exchange for not having any money right now to give people. So that's my yeah suggestion would be to barter or to give um, equity. Yep. Agreed. All right. That's number three, why did you start blogging? So I started blogging a million years ago when blogging was not at all like what it is today. Like it didn't really mean the same thing. Yes, I was a dinosaur back then. (laughs) Um, But I started branding because I like to write. Uh, So back then it was really not 
it was more writing than anything. Um, it was more like word based and people were telling stories or sharing poems or thoughts or whatever. It was kind of like a lot of think pieces without being think pieces. Cause we weren't, right. everybody wasn't reacting to the no. same things in that yeah. way, but it was, that was more of kind of what it was like. So it was a lot more personal. There was a lot less like curated images and stuff like that. And then, you know, I eventually did, um, like start sharing images on like on my blog, but, and I started like a Tumblr just for images, but it wasn't for like a situation of like the type, again, it wasn't the type of blogging images you see today. It was right. more of like when I travel or like things around me or like random things that I see and just taking Tumblr. photos of that and sharing that. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's weird. Cause it's uh it's uh transformed into something that's like completely different. Blogging now to me is so influencer based. Yeah. Like I feel like most blogs remind me of just like someone's, in like Instagram or something right. like that. Like they're very like influencer based. So, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like you get to know people in the same sense. I met a lot of people that I knew back then, Angelica being one of them, um, when we were all blogging back in the day, because I think that like, there was a little bit more community. Yeah. There yeah. was like community and like, you were just a little less like curated back then, which I love a good curated feed. I'm not saying I don't like and enjoy that, but it was just different. Like now bloggers almost feel like, unapproachable sometimes and they feel like more like they're modeled kind of like celebrities instead of like just people that are blogging um so it's an interesting i think it's also the way the readers read them because i went to that disney thing and i didn't know any of those people because i don't follow disney fandom or influencers or whatever i don't i don't care um, I think Disney's awesome, it's great, and I like it for what it is, but the fandom aspect or the influencer part, I'm not, that's not for me. I like being involved and being in help spread because I'm local, and it's yeah. there, and it's a business that, you know, pays the bills with many of my friends, so yeah. I support them, and so that way my friends can still have jobs, but I don't know any of those people, so I was getting all these messages being like, did you see this person, did you see this person, from like several people, <laughs> and I did, like, I know you asked me about somebody that we actually do know, and I was yeah. like, I don't even know. I, I just, yeah, I let you know, like, because somebody was there that we interviewed, and so I let I her like, know. I was like, hey, this person is here, me, and we so, interviewed her, just, just in case she walks up to you and says hi. Rose gold ears, and I just, I can't tell the difference. But somebody uh, specifically asked me about one person, and they were like, oh, my goodness, I, can't, I love this person. Today. And before I didn't know who it was, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I went, and she was like, oh, yeah, this is her Instagram. And so I went to this person's Instagram, and I was like, well, she got a lot of followers, that's cool. But she's just a normal human yeah. being. I don't know, she didn't seem unapproachable to me. She was nice, and her boyfriend or I thought boyfriend husband whatever I think it's her fiance because I don't marry yet uh, at the time we're nice so fast forward to like yesterday or maybe the day before I see all these um I think they're Lenovo ads or someone of the smart pad think pad ads I think it's HP ads on Hulu and I'm like oh it's that girl from from the Disney thing but yeah. I keep forgetting that it's like so that makes sense to me now mm-hmm. as to why people Look but people are like, yeah, people are really like that with, I yeah. mean, like I know two Disney bloggers and they both have really large followings. I just know them because I, I, I met them again back in the day right. before yeah. it before became what it was, what it is now. And it was like just more common to be like, Hey, you're a blogger and I'm a blogger and we live close by. Let's go grab some coffee or whatever. So it's like, that's how I know her. And the other one I know, like they're a friend and, um, yeah, it's weird because, like, other people will be like, oh, my gosh, you know her? And I've literally been with her when we've, like, been hanging out in the parks, just yeah, chilling, just hanging out in the parks. And other people have come up and asked to, like, take photos with her. And I'm just like, what? 
I don't understand. So I'm so it's it's very but odd to bloggers me. are now the modern day. Well, and not even just bloggers, but influencers more yeah. to speak are the modern day celebrities. And you don't have to have a huge following. You can be a micro influencer and mm-hmm. still have like such a dedicated fan base that people yeah. support and go up for you whenever you want. Um, yeah. Which is why they're great for, uh, you know, for marketing, I think. And it's, and it's one marketing. of those things. in commercials. Like, granite, yes, it's, it's interesting because it's like, granted, like, I think that, yes, people do treat them like celebrities and maybe might find them a little more unapproachable. Not not because of them, but just because yeah, they're, like, afraid people, or nervous yeah, to meet them. Think, right. But they trust them more than celebrities because, because they are transparent. transparent. It's kind of, to me, a mixture, I guess, of, like, old school blogging where everything was just, like, really transparent and not curated and then like a celebrity's life where everything right. is like really like targeted targeted and like curated and whatever yeah. and it's like you mix that together and then you have like today's like a, so it's really interesting because we haven't seen it i mean it's it's very new it, it is new it's a brand new because it's a new space like we didn't have instagram you know, yeah but how did ago. you so how did you start because that was blogging or why did you start why did i start blogging because i was on social media, so I was on so, before social media, really, but yeah, on Zanga and Live Journal and yep. MySpace, the the big three back then. Um, and then, and this was 2004, and I was like, oh man, all the cool people who are doing graphics for real have blogs. <laughs> like, literally, I said it like that. It was such a thing, was like, like people like, wow, you have a blog, that's. Yeah. Nuts. Um, and I was like, man, I need to give me one of them blogs, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Because I was already doing coding and stuff for MySpace and Zanga at the time, oh, and then doing live journal icons. Like, I had an icon shop. So nice. Just, so I was always doing design stuff, and then I was in all these message boards. Uh, so we were, and David was in them too, and so he had already, like, he was like, I gotta get me a, like, he's like, he got a site to do like requests for like custom SIGs or whatever, and I did some SIGs, but it, this is, so we're so old, because we're talking about things that don't yeah. really exist anymore. You're taking me back. It's like I'm envisioning all these things and it's like, whoa. No, time he had machine. like, okay, so one of the things that David was known for was like, like animated SIGs because this is when GIFs like first came out. Well, yeah. Not when they first came out, but when they became like, a you know, a thing that you could do on your own and so he was doing them for SIGs so he would do like rappers so he would do little videos inside the SIGs. It was a rap, like a hip hop form that he was on that he was like moderate. He, it was, he had like millions of posts. It was so bad. Like this is what homeschool children do. In high school, they just sit on the computer and not do work. I remember being a moderator. Hot ma- yeah, he was a moderator for <laughs> yeah, one of the forms. Like, I did he that had once. like a moderator, and I was a moderator for another form. So yep. we were just like in all these different forms. But all the people who like did the graphics and stuff were the people who were like happening or whatever. So we were like, we're going to get a graphics. I wish that we could put like some of this stuff on our resumes because <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, we did so it's, many. It was cutting uh, edge at the time. Backgrounds for Ultimate MySpace. That was the company that we directly sold to a lot. I did a lot of girly ones for other independent small people, but Ultimate MySpace was like the curator who like paid our bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were doing all that, and we were like, let's just get it. I was like, I need to give me one of the I blogs. Miss MySpace. Um, and so that was the thing that David got me for Christmas for 2004 was a domain name and then like I had to like find hosting which back then you could just post on forums and get hosting so Mm -hmm. we did that and I got hosting um until I got sub hosted from a girl I don't even know what happened to her I don't remember I just remember this girl like let me park my subdomain on her hosting account great and so I had like I think it was like tragically kiss dot something something dot whatever um before I moved to static romance and I was like oh I got my own Hug now, like I'm moving on up in the world, so I just moved from there. But I just did it because I wanted a place to put my graphics, basically. Yeah. And then, like you said, occasionally you'd write about your life, you'd be like, Oh, yeah, I'm 16, and I like 
you know, whatever. And I like listening, like you'd be like listening, like you would write like what you're listening to and what you're doing and what you're reading. And then you would have like think pieces, like you said. like Yeah, it was like, it wasn't like everyone's was the same. It just no. kind of, they came across Something as like happened. think pieces. I forgot, like, there was like one that I specifically wrote. I think it's still on my side if I dig up. I can find it, but it was something happened with the celebrity or something. I had really strong opinions about it. I was like, this person is so dumb, and you're an idiot, and blah, and da, da, da. And all these people were like, gas queen. It's so funny because I'm still friends with a lot of the people that were blogging back then when I was pregnant and was about to have her first kid. So this is like from 2005, and now people have children and I have three-year-olds. So it's just because I wanted to yeah. show off my graphics, really. That's all I wanted to I do. wonder what MySpace would look like today if facebook hadn't taken over that's something i think about sometimes is that weird that i think about it, that it wouldn't i feel like the mobile aspect would have killed it because mm-hmm. there was just something to be said about getting on your computer yeah. and getting onto the bulletin boards and like yeah. doing and reposting and everything because that's really like you were like how many galleries followers are everybody in your school would do different bulletins so if you were talking and having like crap, your top yeah. eight having your top eight and being like oh i'm not friends with it like when I started Moving dating David, I had to around. move my best friend to, yeah. to number two. That was a big deal. I was like, okay, I'm gonna put you number two because this is my boyfriend now, so I have to put him in number one. And she was yep. like, oh, okay, I'm gonna put my boyfriend number one too. It was yep, ridiculous. I remember that. We so that was dumb. that was so. <laughs> Top eight was so problematic, and I'm glad that kids don't have that anymore. Because like, it's like like stressful to be like number one. You're like putting your friends Maybe in order. Was in my top eight, like because you would be friends with like celebrities yeah. or whatever, and that's how you. Begin. You would always but put has... like seven or eight right. would be like someone that you like is like you don't like really celebrity. know it like that. Be, yeah, yeah. Adopted most of the time, or if like somebody came out with a new album. I think Megan Dia was in my top eight when it got to like top sixteen or whatever. I would just yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember top sixteen. That was a lot going on. Oh my yeah. gosh. My space is nice. I yes. felt old. That was some dinosaur talk for all the young all the young people. All right. Youths. On to number four. We're not going to make it to ten. <laughs> <laughs> what are your hobbies? <laughs> um, uh, what are your hobbies? I don't know. What are hobbies, man? I, yours are lifting. It's like definitely one of yours. It's like the hobby right now that I'm into, and I just cannot make it to the competitions, which make me real stressed out because I've been trying. I've missed two. And I put them on my, because they were right there, and I did not get there. I'm so bitter about it. Um, but that's a, that's pretty much it. I, I feel like things, like, people are like, I like to read, or I like to sew. Like, those aren't, to me, they're not, so much part of my lifestyle now. Like, reading, I don't, I don't think of reading as a hobby. I think of reading as almost, like, I think of it existence. as an Olympic sport. Right. <laughs> like, you're not wrong, though. I think of it, like... Like, I set my goal, and I'm like, 80 books. I feel like, yeah, for me, it's just probably just, like, I mean, I work a lot. I do love work, but I like to, like... Maybe traveling is a I, hobby. Yeah, like, I think traveling? I like to, like, do different jobs, and so, although I'm working a lot, I'm doing different things, yeah. so it doesn't feel... It's not, it doesn't, it's not like I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this all the time. I do read a lot, um... As we can see, um, I don't know if I'm going to get to my 80 book goal. I'm so mad because my friend Morgan is just like killing it and I'm so far behind her. So I'm just like, I need to get it together because uh, it's already May. So, yeah. And I love um, traveling. That's a big one for me. I love eating. I don't know if that's a hobby. A hobby I don't know because it's like the way I do it. I feel like it's more of a hobby, you know, like it's not <laughs> like I just am like breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast. I'm no. like, no, I want to like have cuisine. That's it's like amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I do cook sometimes, but really I love to like watch John cook and I love to be like, literally like our life is like me working on the, on the couch and him like, cause I'll move from here to the couch. Like when he gets home and he'll start cooking and like, Every five minutes, I'm like, ooh, what's that? Because I'll smell like a new smell. I feel like you guys are like, 
the opposite of Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Where we, like, yeah, we are. What are you making, Chrissy? And <laughs> you're yeah. like, what are you making? And I can sing, too, so boom. <laughs> There you go. You're the same. Just, Just reverse, like John Legend. Reverse. Not, not. He's an amazing singer. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, I guess that's probably it. And like during the summer, one of my hobbies is trying to avoid like passing out. Uh, so if that can be considered a hobby. Wait, it's so hot that drinking regular water is not going to work this it's summer. Not, it's not going to yeah. work. I've been dehydrated. I drank like maybe five or six, like 24 ounce bottles of water and was still dehydrated. I had to get coconut water. I need to get a. Yep. Like, um, John has like a specific, it's kind of like, it has the electrolytes and stuff that are in Gatorade, but without the sugar. Mm-hmm. And so he puts that in his water and we go to theme parks a lot. So I don't know if that's like considered a hobby. I can't like get down with like, uh, like needlework and all, like all this stuff. Like I swear I was in Baltimore and my cousin was like, yeah, like I'm going to teach you how to crochet or whatever. I can't remember if we were crocheting or knitting. I honestly don't even know, but I, whichever one is the one with one needle, that's the one we were doing. And so I'm going in there. Knitting is two needles. Yeah. I'm going in there thinking like, cause you know, when you're in elementary school, you like weave a lot of stuff or whatever for like art class. Well, Which is why I'm not good at crocheting. Yeah, so we did a lot of that in elementary, and I was, like, really great at it. So I was like, but it's been a long time. So I was like, I'm going to be great at this. This is going to be nothing. Weaving stuff in and out of stuff, whatever, it's fine. So we go there, or, and, like, we, you know, we ran to, like, Michael's or whatever, grab some supplies, and we get started. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. And I don't know if it's, like, sometimes I can have a real difficult time if I don't get something immediately. I'm just like, I just Same. F this. Like, I don't get That's it, me. so bye. Um, I don't want to waste time with it. Like, That's let's me. move on to a skill I'm good at. Um, but, like, I really did want to, like, learn how to make myself, like, cute hats and stuff but like I'm that. But, it. yeah, it's just trash. So I was just, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm done. I mean, I have, like, I literally have the thing that I made somewhere in here. I'll show it to you if after. You to my house, I have and so many failed crochet. Yeah, like, I will I have to, like, take the, a photo to show everybody because it's so line. bad. Like, they just it's just, mine isn't even like it's like this big i promise you i can find it later and you're gonna laugh so hard so So, yeah not not anything with crochet or anything like that but yeah just like reading and and theme parks and you know that sort of stuff roller coaster connoisseur whenever i get chances to ride so like you know like the way that you feel about like roller coasters is the way i feel about the theming at theme parks like i don't like roller coasters for the most part they make my body not feel happy but i really get into like the theme and i get excited about that and like i'm the person at the theme park that like goes up to the walls and like looks at them like real intensely and i'm like this is great so that's yeah i love all that we could have worked theme park full-time right (laughs) so what is your favorite way to network for me it's one-on-one surprise surprise (laughs) spoiler Spoiler Spoiler. alert um yeah i mean for me like if i do go to a bigger event i like to try to like maybe meet three people and exchange information and then follow up with one of them like at a time to like talk to them i've i always just hit it off so well with people when it's like one-on-one or if i have a friend and then it's like that friend i know brings another friend great i'm gonna do awesome when it's a big group What's weird, if it's a big group, I can do okay if I'm speaking. Right. Like, if I'm, like, away from everyone, like, and just speaking to them. But if I have to, like, just speak like a normal person to lots of people one after another, that's stressful for me. So, I mean, I, I, I really do wish we had more networking groups here, though. I know that, like, 
I don't go to a lot of them, but it's like one of the reasons I don't go though is just because like I haven't felt like I found one that like fits my people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, you're not wrong. So that I I do get excited about like the possibility of us moving up north because I'm just like if we move like I feel like they'll just be like I don't know more diversity and stuff like when I go to like meet up with people. Um, like I had, I was a part of a Harry Potter Alliance like chapter that met in Orlando. Now I run my own chapter in our area. But when I started out over there, it was great because it was actually like I walked in the room and it was like pretty diverse. And so I was like, wow, this is great, wonderful. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess my favorite way to network would just be like one on one or if I'm speaking. I like okay. So I've over the years I figured out what I do and do not like about larger networking events. Um, so I like big ones. So I like a 400 plus okay. event, which is, you know, still small considering what even usually a thousand is usually like the scale of one big. I like those in general with like mixed company about anything. It could be literally about anything. And I feel like I would find people to talk to you about something. Cause there's always some people who are like, I am a little sheep lost in the crowd. And yeah. I'm a sheep, and you're like, Hey sheep, mm-hmm. let's go hang out. If it's a smaller, like 50 or smaller, like 50, less than 50, I, I need it to only be women. I do not want to sit in a group mm, of them because okay. it's, mostly it's going to be male. And then there's three or four women, and then it just becomes listening to a bunch of men mm-hmm. spout their ideals about something. And it usually, I don't like that size sense. of group either because I can't hide as well. Like, I, I'll take the big group, like the 400 people, right. over the 50. Because in the 50, I'm like real visible. I don't even mind about being visible. I just don't like if it's I know you be, don't, but I'm I, trying. I'm I the just sheep. don't like when it's mostly men. If yeah. it's a creative group of people, then I don't mind it as much because it's mixed, and usually everybody kind of have the same idea. If it's like design, like if I yeah. know specifically it's designers or if it's if it's creative it's not and I'm not talking developers I don't want to be in a group of 50 developers ever like those people are not nice people <laughs> like, no and I just don't I just don't because usually they don't they're not good networkers so they don't go outside mm-hmm. so then yeah. it's just like now I feel like now I look like an extrovert amongst all of you and I'm not I just know how to carry the conversation yeah like people probably think you're an extrovert based on this yeah, podcast yeah, exactly. because next to me like but I'm just extremely introverted but I also didn't know that I thought that I was not and so I conduct try to conduct my life in a way that I was like yeah. I'm not an introvert really and then like I had the so if it's a group harsh of like reality 50, 75 or less I like it to be mostly women just because I feel like the conversations flow better and people are more respectful of each other's space and time yeah and men have a tendency I've been in a smaller group of like literally 12 people uh, and they just have a tendency to, to talk over and to do that thing and it's mansplaining and it's not that always negative or, or in a, I just don't I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy for that. So those are my, and I like a one-on-one. Like that's obviously like the OG if you want to really get to know somebody. But being here, it's becoming more and more difficult. I think either A, I'm running out of people to me, <laughs> which may, that may genuinely be the yeah. thing. Um, and so we're kind of doing more um, things in Tampa and Miami uh, if we're going to be here and then obviously traveling as much as possible to see other people. But the one-on-one, it's getting to get to know new people. It's harder, and um, but that's just from a networking standpoint. I think you, I, I genuinely like getting to know new people in general. Like I do like to meet people and hear their story, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I just, I have less patience now for like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I walk in a room and it's only fifty people and forty-five of those people are men. I immediately, that's, for some reason, my brain is just lot. like I don't even care, y'all. Like I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> like forty-five of those people are women. I'm like. 
this is a party, slumber yeah. party, let's yeah. hang out. I don't know. I think it's just we get so much man talk all the time that I'm tired of listening to it. But it also depends on the industry, too. Like I said, if it's just designers, I, I wouldn't care as much. But if it's developers or if it's like a financial oh god forbid if it's like a fine which why would i be there but if for some reason i was gonna say i made a face because i'm just like that would be a place i wouldn't (laughs) even want to be at financial brunch and there's like 45 dudes i think i might just like go home (laughs) yeah i'd go home because i'd be mm, that sounds terrible although i guess that'd be a lot of listening and i'm like i could do that because i don't have to yeah if it's listening it's cool but a lot of the networking part is where i'd be yeah it's like Time to walk out and... Yeah. And honestly, like, for me, it's just exhausting to meet that many people at once. Like, once I meet three people, like, that's great. But then I'm like, okay, like, I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't... Like, I feel like I can't really connect with... If I'm going to actually connect, like, I don't think I can probably connect with more than, like, five or six people. Yeah, exactly. And I really do prefer to have that. Like, that's why that's normally what I do is try to, like, connect with, like, have a really great connection with three people, get their information, exchange information, and then follow up with them. And then the next time, target, like, another three people. It's just easier for me to, like, do it in groups of three. So, number six. If you were famous, what would you be famous for? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I want to hear it even more just because that's your response the I don't even know like I feel like I would be famous for, for not being nice I don't know I'm not nice maybe like the same reason as Maxine Waters yeah I, mean, I can I see like that Maxine Waters I almost said like like I would it's like Joan Rivers but not disrespectful <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean like people like Joan Rivers and I did not like Joan Rivers probably because we were the same people but I just feel like she didn't have <laughs> respect for people like she, she did low blows and to me yeah. that's not like I'm never gonna go for people over things that they cannot control that's dumb but I just I don't have patience and so I think people if that I was famous it's because I just don't have patience to be kind for no reason <laughs> I could definitely see you becoming like I a councilwoman like... or something along those lines and being like a Maxine Waters type oh, that Maxine Waters happen. I see that somebody tweeted that thing of her being like that's all I had to say I'm done and I'm not talking about it anymore <laughs> and I was like why have I never seen this and saved saved it immediately in my phone that's amazing um if I was ever famous I think it would probably be for I hope that it would be for writing but it also could be for music I think that those are probably the two things that I have that are like noteworthy (laughs) (laughs) it's it's funny because like people will be like oh you're very good at these things and I'm like yes but these are things that are also like one in a billion chances of them going well so uh not necessarily the best things to be good at but here we are so you know (laughs) I do think that being able to like sing and perform and that's something I've done a lot in my life has helped with the podcast because I'm just used to being like behind a microphone. I've like recorded in the booth and all that and, and like just performed on stage and such. So it's like, for me, this is all kind of like that. Um, so I can be relaxed in front of it. Like I feel more relaxed at the idea of singing than I do about (laughs) speaking. So when I'm going on stage to do a speech, I just kind of remind myself of the way that I'd feel before I would go on stage to sing. And I'm just like, it's just like that. It's just like a singing performance. Like, just pretend you're singing and just pretend you're not speaking. That's probably why I speak so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of trick myself. I I mean, that's a thing. Um, So what does your perfect day look like? Is this a work day or is this a non-work day? I don't know. So if it's a work day, I guess it looks like, um, you know, waking up at a decent hour, getting in a workout, um, having my smoothie, uh, 
John being home would be preferred. I mean, he's normally not on my work days, but when he is, I actually get more work done. Um, so if he was home, then him like doing something else, probably going to the gym for more time while I just get started at work, uh, answering emails and having good emails. That's always nice. Um, having inquiries for people that clients that want to work with you. That's a nice thing to wake up to and look at in your inbox. And then or like money. That's yeah. And then doing some, uh, just like some good work with good clients, doing some creative things and varying it up. Maybe, you know, working on a few design things, editing some photos, having a, a call or two with a client and then probably, I guess lunch somewhere in that. I always forget to do that. Yeah, I have to send a remote, set a reminder for myself to do. And then probably like dinner being like tacos or burritos. I mean, that's, to me going to be included not a perfect day and then i don't know maybe like going for a walk around like a celebration or watching thor something like that but like a weekend day would definitely be being on a trip somewhere like yeah. traveling so it doesn't really matter where like but i just love to travel so all my favorite days of my life involve travel it's funny because like i even think about like my wedding day and we did the whole like big wedding thing but i'm like the best day of my life was definitely when we were in Scotland. Like, it right. just, it was, I loved our wedding day. Our wedding day was amazing. We were surrounded by family. It was so wonderful. And it was definitely one of the best days of my life. But the best, best days of my life have been when we've been traveling. So, oh, that's a perfect day for me. Just pick, just pick a country, pick a city. <laughs> Throw it out. You know, anyone that's, that's dice. fun and has great culture and good food and, you know, like, interesting people. And that's going to be a perfect day. So, what about you? I don't... Sure. <laughs> I don't have, like, a perfect day. Like, I just don't... Like, you're like, my wedding day. I was like, I have a wedding on Tuesday. That's what I'm saying. For me, it wasn't my and wedding I, day. No, I'm like, I just like that you're like, yeah. my wedding was such a nice day. I was like, I mean, we could... It was just another day. Like, David literally went to work the first half of the day. It was Tuesday. So, <laughs> I'm like, we just got married on Tuesday. And then we went to Thai after. And that Thai place is not good anymore, which makes me sad. Thai Tani? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not good anymore. I mean, it's okay, but the it's, not, it's right, not as but good as, it. like, I had, yeah. I went here after my wedding good. Like, no, it's not, it's yeah. not that good anymore. It's not even yeah. that clean anymore. What uh, <laughs> is, like, a good, like, work a day? A work day? I feel like, uh, first of all, my kid is going to school five days, starting in August. And so I those will all wait. be good days. They're all going to be good days. <laughs> Because I get to drop her off somewhere else. Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays are the worst work days right now just because yeah. she's at home and she's just a hot mess. Not a hot mess, but in my mind, she's a hot mess. She's not a hot mess at all. I see other children. My child's fine. But <laughs> I, like, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday right now are like perfect work days where I can get up, drop her off, know she's safe, do that thing, and then come home and being able to jump into... Usually I jump into creative work early like because I'm... I'm so alert early in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. And she's starting to wake up late. So sometimes I'll get up and I'll start some work and then, you know, get her ready for school and everything, drop her off, come back, and then kind of take a break. So I'll have coffee and breakfast after I drop her off. I just don't like to, to like, I don't like to eat and be bothered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a selfish person thing to say, but, you like, I just don't like to be, like, I don't You like, just want to enjoy it. Especially if it's yeah. breakfast, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I just want to enjoy my coffee and my thing in peace, which a lot of people get up first thing and drink coffee. That's not what I want to do. I, I don't want coffee to be the first thing that I put in my body. It's just not my MO. And I can work without coffee. Like, I don't need yeah. coffee to, to exist. I just like coffee because it's tasty. <laughs> because it's a warm beverage. 
and uh, tea makes me use the bathroom twice as much, and I don't have time to pee all the time early in the morning. Tea because I, I am don't like coffee. Shoving at work, I'll drink tea in the afternoon because usually I'm going to the gym anyway, and I want to be hydrated. Yeah, I don't drink tea until the afternoon, but I drink dandelion tea in the afternoon, and I just I don't know. I guess I just drink water all day and then like water, my smoothie water. and then dandelion tea and i don't Good. like the taste of coffee so i don't know and then if it's like the beginning of fall i don't even really drink coffee anymore i switch to chai lattes yeah. first thing in the morning because i'm like it's cool it's not cool i can't wait till it's mind. christmas because then <laughs> december i just drink hot chocolate all month for no reason um but the creative work mostly um and then i kind of like in the mid-morning starting until late afternoon i started getting to correspondence and replying replying people email and Making sure that they are okay. Um, What's your ideal time for your workout? My workout, I usually do it from two to four. Okay. I'm a weird because I know I'm not getting fast, so that's my either my meeting yeah, time. Yeah, I, I get that. Time. That makes sense. Um, and if I'm meeting somebody, then I push it back to like eight to nine. Mm-hmm. So I'll do it before bed, so that way I can just go to sleep. Working out doesn't hype me up; it makes me tired. <laughs> so I'd rather do it like in the morning. I used to be like, oh, okay, I'm okay to work out in the morning. Um, when I right after I have my kid, but since I have no re- and I'm more productive for work, I'd rather not waste that time. I'll be honest with you, I have working. to work out in the morning because number one, like I am more likely to do like a yeah, harder workout. Right, exactly. And then for me, it's really like so that I don't eat chocolate during the day. Like if I wait and I do my workout in the afternoon, like there's a lot of hours that I could consume chocolate. But if I work out like first thing in the morning, I'm like good and then I magically don't chocolate want chocolate. House, so I, don't I don't either. I will leave the house. See, you, like, I can't, I'm, too, I'm too lazy to get and I know I just know my productive hours in the morning. Yeah. Like, and I think for me like productive hours tend to be in the afternoon. Um, in the afternoon and then even like in the evening. Yeah. I've always been like I want to be a morning person, but I am a night person, but I have to be a morning person because of John's job. Right. But I find myself, like, I don't work super, super late, but I mean, like, even just working, like, when the sun's right. setting for me, that's such a productive, yeah, like, like, that's that, such a productive yeah. time for me. Um, I want to be a morning person, and I, I, I'm not really, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say that I'm not a morning person, like, I don't wake up in the morning and be like, I hate everything. I'm not one of those, but I just at night, it's like, oh, it's just so easy for me to be creative yeah. at night. I don't know what it is. Um, so usually I um because I break up my work day similar to what you're saying, like in the afternoon, like from five to seven, it's usually like kid time, hanging mm-hmm. out, doing stuff, making sure hanging out with other people if they're in town or whatever the case may be, and then wrapping up and getting her in bed at like seven, seven thirty, eight thirty, depending on what day it is. And then I'll go back and like do work. Like I'll yeah, go back and finish you have time after she goes time to sleep. After she goes to sleep. And because I'm reading Damon John's book and he's making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> really, like it's making it me good? feel bad, like because uh, it's called Rise and Grind. So he's just talking about like, like literally, like right. And he's not like hustle, hustle, hustle. So I think people get all mad when they see titles like this without reading the book. Because he's saying in the book, like you need to know, like like we always say, like your hustle season. You know when you need to be hustling and when you need to take care of your body. Like he's like, I don't not like he sleeps. Like he's like, yeah. I take naps. Like I don't take naps. So for me, yeah, that's why I know I end work early because I'm not going to be working until eleven, twelve. Unless I'm absolutely pushing a launch. Um, But I'm not going to do it just to do it every day because I don't take naps during the day. Other people, I know lots of people take naps during the day. I didn't know that was a really. Thing. I'm jealous because I like I know. you know you know how I feel about right. sleep. So if I could take naps during the day, I would. I know, but ever since people, I was a kid, my body just won't sleep in the nap. daytime. Like nap. when, Mine yeah, it's just like I go to bed. I, I could try. I could lay down here right now, and it because it's the lights out, my body's right. like, nah, it's not happening. It's yeah. Unless I am sick, sick, sick is the only time that I take naps. I'm I'm then, jealous. Yeah, of people I, that nap, have, yeah I have to be like flu sick. Yeah, to that's take what naps. I mean. Yeah. Um, 
I just, I can't nap. So, I, yeah, I just. Um, but the other question, though, day. what was the best day of your life when you were not working? My best day of my life when I'm not working? I don't. Or, like, an ideal even, day. An ideal day, like, probably, like you said, like, not being at home just because. Yeah. Why would, if I am here, which I, I don't mind being here, it's um doing things with people. Like, I, my weekends, usually, like, this weekend, I just segmented because I'm a huge believer of people always complain about being in your 20s and your 30s and it's really hard to have friends. It's not hard to have friends. It's segmenting your friendships and not being selfish. Because mm-hmm. the people I know that have problems in their friendships are the people who can't understand why all their friends can't get along. Because they're different people and you met them at different times in your life and they're not supposed to all be in the same place at the same time. So do yourself a favor and segment your friendships and do different things So do people, people, like, they say, like, it's hard to have friends, like, not even meaning, like, it's hard to meet people, but just, like, literally hard to just have friends? Just hard to have friends. That's like, I weird. Have, I hear that and, like, that's, like, we have literal friends who, like, complain about, like, different, like, different things that have happened with their friendships or why this friendship didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because you expect everybody, the only time we hang out with you is when it's around other people. And that's what mm-hmm. you, and I get it. Having kids and stuff, it's more convenient for you to do things around, like, birthdays and blah, blah, blah. And I totally understand. But if you're not nourishing those friendships in then between. Then it's not really going to be On a one. one-on-one basis, then it's not going to happen. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, to only see you when your child has a birthday party or when you have a birthday. Because then I'm not going to buy you something. Then so now you're only seeing me when you, I got to buy you something. Yeah. So then it's not so much of a friendship no. as it's, like, your kids having right. a friendship, I it's, guess, it, at that point. Or, or it's just an expectation of oh i only see you when it's special or yeah like, you don't yeah. check in in between you're not texting you're not you have to segment your friendship so i think one of the the best days that i always have are when i'm able to spend time with different people and i do it correctly where it works out and it lines up where no one dies and <laughs> it's yeah fine. which usually i can't do because i'm an adult I know how to manage time. Like, I don't yeah. feel so difficult about that. I would agree with you. Like, if I am at home, like, an ideal day, and I, I'm at home and not working, an ideal day is definitely, like, hanging out with uh, Randy and Anna and their mm-hmm. kids, like, my nieces and nephews. I love all my friends, but I love those kids more than all my friends, so. <laughs> I do. Like, we went to Disney um, over the weekend, and we did Epcot, and uh, they're just hilarious. I just, they're just the funniest people. Like, I would just hang out with those little three kids. Yeah all the time they're a hot mess jameson has started mean mugging people and like you will literally be sitting there like i'm sitting there like eating my lunch minding my own business i just casually look over there's a baby just like looking at me he's like he's wrong. about to fight me and i'm just like jameson are you mean mugging me and then he'll laugh and <laughs> you're just like i'm a little he's bit like, nervous because yeah, it's yeah, like these faces are really mean, Kids are mean. yeah they're hilarious <laughs> all right so if you could instantly learn any language what would it be i think for me it would be mandarin chinese Reason being, because it's one of the hardest languages to learn, like, if you're starting out as a native English speaker. And it's also one of the uh, most beneficial for just all sorts of businesses and and that sort of thing. So I have an uncle who is a lawyer in Miami, and he said that they were interviewing a few people for a position. And I don't remember what it was, but he said everybody that they auditioned, or that auditioned, God, everybody that they interviewed was fantastic. And he was like, you know, there wasn't anybody that was really bad, and there also wasn't anybody that, like, really, truly stood out. But this guy spoke Mandarin Chinese, so we hired him on the spot. Because it was just like, you're the guy for the job, because most people don't 
have that. So he's like, honestly, he's like, even if the guy wasn't that great, we would have probably hired him based right. off of that and just developed the rest of him because that's just such a hard, yeah. you know, skill that not a lot of people it's are going to have. And, and I think it'd be a lot easier. Like, I haven't really, I mean, I do speak, like, really broken Italian. I haven't really kept up with it the way I should have. Um, and I can understand a decent amount of Spanish, although when I speak it, it's very horrible. Um, but it's like, if I put in the time and effort, those, like, it's very right, easy to learn Spanish learn if you put in the time and effort because we live in Florida. Um, so it's just like, if you want to learn it, it's really not that hard. And most romantic languages, like if you have a good grasp on Spanish, you can normally get, you know, a good grasp on other romantic languages. So I think that, you know, just for that purpose, I mean, if I was trying to speak one just because I wanted to speak it for the way that it sounds and I think it's beautiful, it would probably be to master Italian or to speak French. Uh, but I think Mandarin Chinese would be the smart choice. Well, Serena Williams speaks like fluent French, which was really cute to learn about her documentary. I'm related, but related to this question. I was like, look at her, because they're like, uh, Dula is French. Okay. And so they're speaking, it was really cute. Um, Which, watch that being what Serena. What can't she do, man? I know. I'm like, she's, that's what made me offended. Um, I would do Japanese just because I always wanted to speak Japanese and I learned a little bit. Uh, so to speak, just from being a kid who liked anime so much. So I feel like it would be beneficial for me and my travel goals because that's what I want to do. And once you understand Japanese, so some of the other uh, Asian languages are a little bit easier to understand. So that's kind of like a little small gateway drug. Uh, I would, if not Japanese, it would probably be Mandarin too. Just yeah. because... It's, and I let's say if I could choose if there were like now you wake up tomorrow right. and you know something else after Mandarin, I choose Japanese. Yeah. So yeah, same same like, reasoning. Um, and because my uh, daughter's godfather does speak Mandarin and understands it, it's it's been helpful sometimes. Like I'm like in the short amount of time that I've known him for like nine years, it has actually been <laughs> helpful to have someone that speaks Mandarin around. So who knew? So Mandarin is useful if you don't you know like go learn Mandarin. But Japanese would be my pick just because. I have Japanese goals. <laughs> Japanese goals. <laughs> Japanese goals. Um, all right. So what do you value most in the people you work with? Um, I would say honesty, openness, good at communication, uh, dependability, uh, and a sense of humor. Yeah, I think honesty is probably... And being able to convey that honesty. Yeah, honesty... Uh... Being a good communicator, I think, is mm-hmm. really high on my list because I've, as I've grown and become older, people can't communicate, and that's real frustrating. They cannot. Um, and also, just, uh, I, I hate to be like, oh, being a hard worker, but that's almost something that has to be said now yeah. because people yeah. don't expect to work hard to get things, and that's crazy, which I know I sound like an old person when I say that, but... And in addition true. to honesty, it's kind of like honesty adjacent, kind of like holding hands with honesty is right. like being honest in what people can bring to the table right, in your, because in I've your worked with a lot of people sense. that are like, let's do all these things. And I'm, I get hyped and I'm like, cool. And then I do my half of it. And then it's like, they don't do their half. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, that's fine. You know, but just let me know that from the get go and we can divide things up differently or we can scale back on the project or, you know, whatever, yeah. what have you. So just kind of being like aware of uh, yeah, oneself. I think, and, yeah. Being aware. Yeah. Self-awareness mm-hmm. probably amongst yeah. honesty. Yeah. I think those are probably my, my top just because 
Yeah, I mean, people are asking me to work on things or are always interested in collaborating with me on things, but I nine times out of ten tell them no because I just don't have the time. And also because I understand that my work ethic is very different than other people's work ethic. And um, we have, like, we're really strong. Yeah, I really that. feel like if somebody wants to collaborate with you, like, you should have them read through your LinkedIn first and then <laughs> ask them, like, do you still want to work together? Because that is, your LinkedIn is just a really great example of your work ethic. Just because of the time and effort that you put into, like, your LinkedIn is, like, the most bossed up LinkedIn I've ever seen. Uh, Like, so it's, like, if somebody still wants to work with you after that, then they might understand your work ethic and actually be ready to, like, do it. Well, and our moral, my moral compass is is real, like, strong, and y'all laugh at us all the time. Uh, The group, like, you and Nick and Melissa and John are, like, we do whatever. Like, what are you saying? But they're, like, I genuinely wouldn't do a lot of things for money. Like, I just just wouldn't. Like, I'm so weird about that. Oh, because we say you're a Slytherin? Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 it's just because we're like, but yeah, like, they, like we'll just like, I'm because I'm not interested in being like an inf- like if somebody's yeah. like, oh, I'll pay you this much. I'm just like, I, I have no interest in it. Like, yeah. I'm just not gonna do it. Um, so a lot of people are like, we want to do these things, and people have these ideas of what other people are doing because they see it, and they're like, mm-hmm. I just know I need a strong designer or a developer on the team, and we can make it happen. And I'm like. So I have no interest in doing this thing. I'm so sorry to hurt your feelings or like, but it's so easy and people will pay for it. And I totally get it. People are dumb and people pay for anything. I just don't want yeah. to do it. <laughs> no, I, I feel fun. you. I think it's, it's, you know, if you're doing something and you're not loving it and even if you're making money, I just then it, it's not going to be like, worth it. If I could just do anything, like I know what I could, we could do to make money. Like we're not dumb. Like I know what would be an easy sell and what would be easy to do to make money. But well, I mean, I just... we've talked about that with, you know, some of the, like, courses and things we've seen, yeah. or the thing that you told me about that we probably can't talk about because it's, like, kind of public here, but the thing that you showed me last time, oh, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that people were paying right. that amount of money for that service that it was just really unfair, right. I guess is the right it's way to say, like, to new people, right. to the industry. Um, so that's so, yeah. a casual thing that happens all the time in business that people really want to do like they want to collaborate on the wrong yeah things. and it's almost like a, a get rich quick scheme but it's not like long like we are i guess because i'm in the game of long-term wealth building the things that i attach my name to or do are, are like long term most of the time and not a lot of short-term things just because i'm putting so much time into long-term things so if i do a short-term thing mm-hmm. it has to be good it can't just be like we're gonna make thirty thousand dollars real quick and then have the whole internet pissing me i can't hide i can't go yeah away. I, like i can't go away from the internet which like, is crazy because <laughs> people have done that exactly like people i mean obviously we talked about it about FanCon. like that's yep. a big example of now you can't how are you ever gonna make money online again yep. just just wondering like you yeah. could probably maybe skirt by in the non-online world maybe but people have google i don't know so i just i can't do anything to burn your reputation yeah my reputation just to make a to couple of thousand dollars which i could do anyway you know what i mean like i don't know people have weird more so i have a really uh, having a strong moral compass is probably something that people don't like to hear but and not to say that i'm super like i think sometimes people attribute morality with like strong religious or christian beliefs or whatever the case that's not the case not at all, at all. No, no yeah i couldn't like i could not worship anything and still think that lying to people is, is wrong. bad yeah yeah <laughs> well and it's i i feel like it's religious people that think that way because like right. atheists know that like that's true yeah. a, like every like, atheist person totally, i know like, is still a completely it. like amazing person yeah. and and honestly a lot of the people that i know they're atheists i think are probably have a little bit better moral yeah. compass oh, yeah. than a Just lot of religious people they, i know because they're good for 
they're yeah like they're good because they want to be good yeah. yeah and so but i yeah a lot of times like religious people think that that's what that means no, that's not what like, I mean. i'm no. not boycotting starbucks with you <laughs> like yeah. i'm not doing it yeah. like i'm not no. fighting christmas bread. cups oh my gosh Keep all right and question number 10 <laughs> how do you know when to turn a hobby into a business um, I feel like the answer is almost similar to number one when you're ready to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. When you're ready, when you honestly know that you are going to either lose or make money on like you have to be prepared to know that you could lose money off of it. So if you wanted to go into making your hobby a business for the idea of only making money, nine times out of ten you're going to be disappointed because you probably won't make money as quickly as you think you will or mm-hmm. at all. And yeah, a huge possibility. So you need to go into it knowing that there's a possibility of a loss, but also knowing that you're prepared to put in the time, sweat, and yes, whatever is required to not switch over from hobby mind to business mind, and also knowing that you may not be the best person to do the business, and you may need to partner up with somebody else to do the yeah. business in, and you just be the person that's creating the product or doing yep. the service. I would also say when you're ready to really change your relationship with whatever with that hobby that, is. Oh, that's because so true. for me, like when I started out in photography, I felt one way about it and now I feel a different way about it. And I don't necessarily feel bad about it, but it's just, it's different than what it was before. Um, when you are doing it, it's like, and I, I, I feel different now that I'm not doing it full time right. anymore. Like now I just kind of do it on the side and you know, I'm running 725 creative full time and just doing photography here and there when I want to picking up only the things I really, really, really want to do working with the people that are a really, really, really good fit and only doing like a very, very small amount of portrait sessions a year. Um, but when I was doing it full time, I had a very different relationship with it than when I was just an amateur out there having fun, like shooting when I wanted to shoot, like doing sessions because of passion. And then it became something where it was like, well, we're paying you for this wedding and we want you to shoot it exactly like this. And here's this Pinterest board and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it got so far away from like what I loved about it. So I would say, you know, knowing that your relationship with it could change. And, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, like you can, you know, do it the way you want to do. And to an extent that is true, but also like you're going to have to keep in mind that like, if you do want to make money, I'm not saying like you have to sell it to make money, but the reality is, is there are certain trends and certain like, especially in the wedding industry. There are certain trends and that sort of thing. So, you know, there's going to be people that want a specific thing and a specific look. And a lot of photographers will tell you that when it comes to photography, you're delivering a project that you have like a certain, like you have a certain style and a certain whatever. And then people right. are looking for you to replicate that. And so at first, like it, it's like, okay, great. Like this is my editing style. This is whatever. But a lot of times they want you to take those same shots over and over and over again. So that has to be something that you're comfortable with. Um, what's nice is like, you don't really find that as much in branding and design. Like you'll definitely like, I can look at certain designers and be like, I know their work, um, or certain creative agencies and be like, that's branding from that certain place, but they're not going to be the all exact same thing because if they are like, that's, that's not what you want. You know what I mean? Right. Like you want branding that stands out and that it's creative and that it's its own thing and has its own like mark on things. Um, so yeah, so just keep that in mind. Um, and then like, is it something that you want to do all the time? So maybe you crochet and like you love to make hats and you're like, this is enjoyable and I make hats for myself and for my friends and family. But it's like, do you want to make I don't know how many, like a lot of hats is, but let's just, I'm just going to say like, let's say that you used to make like one hat every, you know, like two weeks and now you have to make 30 a day. I don't even know if that's possible. So that could sound completely ridiculous. I'm sorry. I don't understand crocheting as we established earlier. But my point is, is like, 
there's a big difference between doing something in your spare time because it's fun and then having right. to do it to yeah. pay your bills. You know what I mean? Like, um, and for me, I think that like my downfall with photography was definitely editing. Like I wanted to control all the editing because I'm like, I'm an artist, but I also got so overwhelmed by just sitting and like all day, like photo after right. photo after photo. And when I was editing before and when I would edit boudoir because the numbers are so smaller, I would really love like going in on that photo and just like taking my time with it and like creating something that I loved. Well, but then that. when you're doing that with a wedding and you're doing, you know, delivering a thousand photos, it's just, you feel like, oh yeah. Like to me, it would just really like, I would really dislike, and it almost got to the point where it was like, I disliked booking weddings, not because I loved photographing the wedding. I did not, and I loved all the interactions and all that. And I'm kind of known as like being somebody that comes in as a photographer and then actually kind of acts as a, as a day of coordinator too. And people get right. confused and they're like, are you both? And I'm like, no, I'm just really organized. Um, but it would be the afterwards, like once, once we say goodbye to the happy couple, I'm like, oh gosh, I need to go home and ha- edit and I'm so right. stressed out about it. And you know, like John would always be like, just hire somebody else to do the editing. And, and for me, at that time, I don't know how I'd feel about it now, but at that time, I could not let go of that because I was like, this is my you baby. An so you just have to like know that it's it's a business, right? It's right. a business first. So if you're going, whatever you're going into, if you're crocheting your 50 hats, you might not be able to crochet them all yourself so yeah. or knit them or however you make them. So you're going to have to possibly call somebody else in or you're going to have to call in someone to a different aspect of it. So you have to decide like, okay, how would I make money with this? Who all would eventually be involved on the road? Because you might not always be doing it on your own. And I think a lot of people think that everybody that they see out there that like is the figurehead of their business, it's just them. It's not. Most of the time, if it's a successful business, most of the time, it's not just one person. There are people who are still, it's so interesting to me that people think that um, Anna Bond does all of the designs for Rifle and no friends. Like what? There's like four or five or six different designers who crank out designs for those beautiful things that you love so much. She still does a lot of the originals and she'll tell you that she does most of the time. Um, And it's like, and and that is, the design is one tiny aspect of like what What her job is and her husband and she doesn't do do operations yeah exactly so it's just keeping all that in mind um of like knowing going in and knowing like what you are willing to give up and what you feel like you need to have a hold on um because it it is a big jump and it's a big change when you go from doing i feel like i've been doing this for a business for so long that i don't remember those days of like i just want to make cute icons of rosario dawson because that was usually the thing that i was doing designs for was of people who are color because there were no yeah but there was nobody doing icons of people of color and most of the time it was like rosario dawson or pp dobson or rihanna or like different little cute like brown girls well that's the thing it's like i think that there's certain industries where you can have more creative control and somewhere you have less so that's another thing to keep in mind. I think, yeah, mind. certain you can have, and it's also the type of person you are, because there are certainly people And the type of, like, area that you live and in. And being like, oh, like, here, so could many you do things. the design like this person? I'm like, no, you could hire that person. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Inbox. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just keep all that in mind. Um, it, but it, if it's, it if change, it's, if it's a hobby that you love and you think that there's... That's the other thing is, like, research. Is there a good market for it? Like, is it, you know what I mean? Those sort of things. Because not every hobby needs to be something that we make money off of. Like, no. some things can just be hobbies that we do because we enjoy and they're great. And we don't have to monetize every element of no. our lives. Um, especially, like, I think that, you know, multiple, like, revenue is, like, streams of income are great. But if it's a hobby, then that means it, like, it's taking up your time. And then it's, like, so what is your next hobby? Like, you have to have something that isn't work. You know what I mean? So just keep in mind, like, which hobbies work better as hobbies and which might work better as a business. But do that 
research to find out, like, is it going to work in my area? Is it going to be, you And know, what is required to make this a business? Yeah, like, because it's not going to be just you knitting the hat. So I think so many gonna people be other things got going DSLRs on. in 2009. Where are the tags they were like, I'm going to be a photographer. Yes. And then figuring out what is required to be a photographer. And then, then when you get into, I think the same thing with design. People are like, I'm going to be a designer. I got Photoshop with school, and I got $15 a month. It's fine. It's easy. But then when you get into the $15 semantics. $15 I wish. Of, uh, I, I bought it. It's about it's to become. So I know it's about to become cheap for schools to give kids. That hurt. I'm gonna like... tell you, it hurt my feelings because <laughs> <laughs> I bought Photoshop after. Okay, I want to say I I used like a friend's version for about six months, and then I bought it, and then like a few years later, I bought you know another yeah, version. Yeah, yeah every, I don't buy every single year. Like right. that would be why uh but i buy it every few years and then john was like i can get it through school for like ten dollars and i was like because he's a teacher and i'm just like what but i still just use my version because i don't know i just know it really well so yeah i like i i every three years when i start the new one i you know you have to sit there it's 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 not a completely new program but it's different yeah there'll be things that you have to kind of okay this is yeah adjusting yeah i think people are like that now about development web development um my friend david like uh, i will link to the article just wrote an article about the how difficult it is now to get into web development just because the amount of stuff that you need to know to be just even a front-end web developer is crazy Mm -hmm. and also now with gdpr and what that means for the web has completely shifted the way web thinking so all these people are like i'm gonna be i like making websites i can make it a business it's like now you have to think about like long term like you go to prison if you don't follow yeah you know these privacy laws so it's just yeah you really need to think about what the legal implications for your hobby is as well if you're going to turn to business with photography i would also say like one thing that i did that i definitely will always think that was the right choice is that i had a job when i built my business (laughs) so and i had a very flexible job which was awesome um and so i was really able to take the time to make sure i had booked up enough like weddings and everything else before i just like jumped into it um so please do that like like if it's a hobby but responsibly yeah if it's a hobby that's great but like kind of continue to treat it as a hobby at first unless you just if you're just going in there with tons of money and you can do whatever great but if like it's going to be your source of income like Make sure to take your time to develop that business before you just, like, fully jump into it. Because it can be a hot mess. And then if you decide, you know, like I did, that you want to take a step back from it. That's fine, too. That is totally fine. Nobody cares. And it's interesting to me because, like, now that we're, you know, possibly moving, it's like I do get excited about doing more photography. Because um, it's a different scenery. Because it's a different scenery. Do you know how tired locations. I am of this girl? Like, I don't want to see that anymore. Like, I I don't want to, I just don't, like, I just got to a point where I was just like, I just can't go down to the park at Celebration and, or go to, like, Craft Azalea Gardens or, you know, Lake Yola or what, like, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like, I need something different. Um, and that's why I love to take photos when I travel. Because um, you get to see different things. Yeah, you just got to see different things. So it, it evolves over time. I think for me now, like, I do prefer to work on my own, like, fine art stuff more than anything, more than client work. But um, I am excited about, like, client work when I travel, when it comes to photography. So, yeah, just just uh, monitor it. Okay, we're done. We talked a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Quiet. What? Whew, yeah, yeah. We've, we've done all the Whoops, talking. Sorry. So... 
yeah, we don't really have anything else to say. We answered all the questions. We're probably not going to answer questions for a while. So you're welcome. And have a great day. That's, that's, <laughs> Thank that's, you for listening. That's the tea. Have a good Bye, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.